0: front of 22,500 people there at Fortress Allianz last Saturday afternoon, our Roosters took to the field in a doubleheader blockbuster. First cap off the rank, our NRLW team, led by the mercurial Isabel Kelly. With a three-tried debut from young Mia Wood, the Brewsters ran out victors, 48-10, in a comprehensive victory. Up next, our mighty men's team, who were looking for four wins on the trot. An early injury to Joseph Manu saw young Joseph Akusu Suali'i slot straight into the number one and put on a performance for the ages. 248 metres, a try and six goals, well he was clearly man of the match. As our boys ran out victors 32-8 to with one eye on next Friday night's matchup against the enemy South Sydney. Hello and welcome to this episode of Roosters Radio. Joining me in the studio, producer Pat. G'day, Patty. Hey, Silky. And as always, up there on the Central Coast in the Isabel Kelly Studios, the one and only Belinda Osteini.
1: Hey, Bells. Hi, boys. How are you going?
0: Well, I'm doing very well. And, Bells, we are talking about the Isabel Kelly Studios. She's our special guest on this week's show.
1: Yes, very exciting. I'm pumped to talk to Isabel and... Um Such a great footballer for the Roosters and so experienced in her rugby league career. Ticked nearly all the boxes that you could tick for uh, rugby league in the women's game and super pumped to be chatting with her.
0: Yeah, can't wait. Now, guys, let's go back to Saturday afternoon. We're all there. It was a beautiful Saturday afternoon. Great for watching footy. Ten past three was the kickoff for the girls and wow, What a debut from young Mia Wood, who I should mention is the niece of former rooster Natty Wood, daughter of Garth Wood, and the granddaughter of former Newtown legend Barry Wood. So great bloodlines, Bells, but a completely dominant performance by our NRLW side.
1: Oh, definitely, and what a first game for her. Three tries she scored in her debut, so absolutely fantastic and um, just a natural footballer like the family is. So really pumped to see her career. She's uh 24, I think, yep. um, 24 years old, so she's got a lot of football ahead of her, and, I mean, not only her on Saturday afternoon, all the girls just played phenomenal. Uh, they put it together. They put points on the board and... I, um I actually heard a quote from Tasha Gale and it really resonated with me that um you know strangey has a uh, a team of champions which he does there's some great players in that team but he has managed to turn it around into a champion team so they're all gelling you know everyone knows their spot everyone knows their job and it's just it's just beautiful football to watch
0: Bells five of the past six matches they've scored 30 plus points. And I note that defensively, you know, and we'll ask Isabel about this a bit later on. Look, they let four tries in against the Raiders. Let's just forget about that game. But, you know, since then... They, they were was a bit two cold against, down there, yeah, I think. They, they, let in, they let in two against the Tigers, two against the Titans, two against the Sharks, none against the Dragons, three against the Broncos. So not only are they scoring points, but defensively, the, uh, the Bondi wall for the women is there too, Patty.
2: Yeah, Silky, every coach is delight, I think, for defense, but 10 tries is just unbelievable. And you know what? We only kicked four out of 10 conversions, yeah. so it really could have blown out there. But super impressed with the girls' performance. I think it's pretty hard because they only get to play each team once, so they don't really know what they're up against. Tigers are obviously a new team, but they just seem to handle every challenge well, obviously, bar that Canberra game, but that's always bound to happen once a year.
0: Well, I did note Kezi Apps came off in the first half, and obviously she is a huge name in the NRLW, and she's an important part of of that Tigers outfit. So losing her uh, didn't help them much.
1: No, definitely not. But I thought the bench was strong uh, for the girls and everyone that came on. They played really well and slotted into the side. Uh, Again, another super performance from our captain, Isabel Kelly. be great, as we mentioned earlier, to chat to her about the game. And Jess Sergis, of of course, had a try herself. And just the centers and and even the wingers with Mia coming on, the back five. They're playing so well, but... Up on Captain's Club at Saturday night, we had um, strangey at halftime with Isabel. And Strangey said, yes, our, our backs are playing really well and everyone's gelling together, but they wouldn't be able to do the job they're doing without our forwards. And the way they're playing at the moment is just lifting the whole side, making the hard yards, and everything's just flowing off the back of that.
0: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I, I mean, I've watched a, all their games this year, our women's side, and it's been built, these performance, off the back of strong hit-ups throughout through our our middle and we've been dominant or we've been dominating most sides through the ruck and through the middle which gives an opportunity for our outside backs to score plenty of tries and that's what's happening we're moving on to our men's game of course it was always going to be a tough match for our boys particularly when you consider what we're playing for uh obviously the tigers got the victory the week before courtesy the dolphins and uh we knew they were going to turn up but look the the first probably quarter of the match wasn't our best football, but we run away with it towards the end and uh, a dominant performance, Pat.
2: Yeah, nice and gritty to hold in there. Tigers... Are a pretty tough side. You don't know what you're really going to get when they turn up, but they gave it to us that first half. But like, we hung in there, and then we just scored points when we knew we could. But it was a gutsy performance because obviously Teddy was out, and then Manu goes off, and then Joseph Sualeki comes on and slots into fullback and absolutely killed it. As you mentioned he went the on the intro, a tear, didn't oh, you? it was one of his best games in the tri I think it was his mine. best. I honestly yeah. think it was his best game. And he had 248 meters, two line breaks, a try. He scored 16 points in total, so he scored half our points. So I was really impressed with him and. And Brendan Smith topped the tackle count with 46. He played 79 minutes. He came He's, off he, there and he had he a was minute off, on the bench. Oh, he <laughs> was – because we were we were sitting right behind the bench bell, Silky and I, and I saw him come off. And then um, – oh, who was it that got injured? Yeah, someone got injured. Someone yeah. got injured and then Brendan Smith had to go straight back, back on, on and I thought, you poor fella. He was absolutely wrecked. Who was wrecked.
1: that, Pat? Oh, was I'm trying Bradley to remember Smith? who it was. Who was it? Headknock? Didn't Billy Smith get a head knock and have to come off?
0: It was someone from the centres, yeah. Because then Siwa Wong moved into the centres. That's right. Yes, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. You're yep, right. You're yep. right. Yeah. Of course I am. <laughs> <laughs> I do impress me as well. Look, Lindsay Collins. Uh, I think he got about thirty or forty odd tackles. You know, he was up there with the hit ups and a, a strong performance. Uh, you know, look, Lindsay's been, I think, our best forward all year. But he backed it up once again with a with a, a dominant display through the middle.
1: There were some great individual performances there. For me, obviously Sam Walker and his first game back, just to come out and just play that free-flowing football again. And he shouldn't have got through half those tackles for that try that he scored. <laughs> I don't know how he did it, but he played really well. But as a whole, together, I just thought they they really lifted. Losing Manu and just the young players and the bench players they had a massive role in that game because everyone was swapping positions. Wong going into yep. the Senate, I thought he played well and really filled in well there. And we had a few head knocks there and a few, um, those moments of, Oh no. You know, like Billy Smith going off. Radley had that really big gash. Um, I thought he
0: was really solid bells. I got to say special mention of Rad's. I thought, and he's another one who I think played probably one of his best games this year for the Roosters.
1: Yeah, definitely. Unfortunately, JWH, I mean, he was playing so well, had a little bit of a brain snap there. And I think the Balmain young forwards got a hold of him and they got their job done and hook, line and sinker, unfortunately. And um, I think he's got the seven weeks, which is not great for the Roosters, but moving forward, we've got a great bench, as I just mentioned.
2: Well, he's cost himself a Vegas strip, Bells. I think he'll be awfully unhappy with that one, but yeah, you're right. They did just get under his skin and it's just... Silly. Not needed, you know. It just really isn't needed.
0: Mm. Well, anyways, you'll have plenty of time to ponder over that over the off-season. Look, what it does do, but I've got to say, if we're going to take a positive out of it, uh, it's going to give an opportunity to one of these young forwards. I know Fletcher Baker's... um, in the role this week But also look I've been really been impressed With Terrell May And mm. as you said Siwa Wong uh, I know Egan Butcher's On the bench too So you know As we lose JWH For a few weeks uh, It's going to give An opportunity To some of these young guys and, and you know They've been performing Just as well as JWH So uh, long may that continue
2: Yeah absolutely And it was great to see Terrell May get rewarded For his hard work With his, his first try Over the yeah, weekend that's right
0: Well you're on Roosters Radio And when we come back Our NRLW captain Isabel Kelly Welcome back to Roosters Radio. And Roosters fans, this woman needs no introduction. She's our NRLW captain. She's captain of the blues. She runs out for the Gillaroo's. She's been in our NRLW system since day dot. In fact, she's one of our inaugural members of our NRLW team. It gives me a great pleasure to introduce the one and only Isabel Kelly to Roosters Radio for the first time in 2023. Big intro, Izzy.
1: Welcome to the show.
3: Big intro, I'm living out, got to live up to the standards here, not I? No pressure.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think you're already there. I think you're already there. Izzy, welcome to Roosters Radio. such a pleasure to uh, have you on. What a year you guys have had so far coming off the back of that great win on Saturday and just um, we were talking before in our intro to this week's episode just how the team are just gelling so well together and playing so well together. It just it looks so natural out there. Um, how does it feel as a captain?
3: Yeah, it's been really good. Um, it's quite effortless as a captain when you have this group of girls within the squad and um, we've got a mixture of experience and a mixture of quite fresh and new on the scene to the NRLW, but... Um, We've worked really hard on our culture, and I think that's something that we can really pride ourselves on um, that is then going onto the field as well. So working really hard, um, we're loving it at the moment. Every week we're learning something new about our team. We might be winning convincingly some weeks by, you know, a few points, but um, we still feel we've got a lot to learn, so we're loving it. And just loving the extended season, which I think everyone is as well. Like it's good to be able to play footy for the Roosters for this amount of time, so it's been good. Izzy, I've just
0: got the stats in front of me looking at the season thus far. Five out of the six matches, you've scored 30-plus points. Uh, The most amount of tries you've let in has been four. What makes you and Coach Strange happier, the attack or defence?
3: Yeah, obviously we have some strike and great players within our team, so we know that the attack's going to flow and... Um, Taryn Aiken and Joss and Corby are our main three ball players within that. And they've been linking up really well. So, um, our tack was always going to flow. I think it's our defense that we really pride ourselves on. And, um, unfortunately, when we lost against the Raiders, we learned the hard way that we really needed to work on it and le- learn those one percenters and, Last week we had a goal that when we ran out at halftime that we were to get no tries scored against us. So every week we're just working hard on those little things. We do video every Monday, um, which Strangey is mainly analysing a lot about our defence. So to really focus on that and come away with some really good percentages within our defence we're really proud of. And for me, I'm really proud of all the girls because they're all buying into it.
1: Now we mentioned earlier Izzy, um We had a debutante on the weekend on Saturday, a local girl, uh, Mia Wood from Randwick. What a great game she had. Three tries on the weekend. Just on that with her coming in and all these young girls, how exciting and are there any other names to look out for that's going to be, you know, potentially making their debut or coming through the ranks?
3: Yeah, she did so well. And I think um, it's even more impressive because once you get to know Mia as a person, um, she's a really humble, hardworking type of girl. So for me to see how well she did on the weekend and just kind of take the opportunity with two hands, it was it was really inspiring. And I'm really happy for her in that sense. And it's great to see that the young ones are getting their opportunity within our playing group. And yeah, it's hard because at the moment, like the squad's kind of stayed the same and it hasn't really had much shifting, but everyone that gets the opportunity normally steps up and does really well. I know that Frez was on that right um, right wing <laughs> a few weeks ago and scored a hat trick too, so I might just have to go out there to score a hat trick <laughs> as well. But, no, nah, Mia was awesome and um, I'm sure she'll get another opportunity to hopefully play, but everyone's just doing really well. Like I can't fault anyone within our team. They're all doing their job so well.
1: We had a brief chat at halftime up there at Captain's Club and I mentioned to you, is there a little bit of competition internally between you and Jess Sergis because you're both on 13 tries each in your career. You both seem to be scoring all the time. Is there a bit of a back and forth there with you with the two centres? I actually told her that the other day and she's like,
3: <laughs> I don't even care who scores. I just want to win. I don't even care. Like, it's, <laughs> So that just sums it up basically with that because um, me and Jess would have had no idea about that that stat really before you told me so it is quite interesting because everyone always puts us in the same category and to have 13 inches is pretty funny so we might have to make a bit of a competition now but um we'll both be yelling at our house to give us the ball a bit more but <laughs> no nah, it's good it goes to show that we're kind of we don't just have attacking shape on the one side we're we're going around the whole park so it's really good is you just touched on the halves
0: there Look, when we lost Racine McGregor last year, I thought she was a really big loss. And, and I say this respectfully, but what Taryn Aikens has been able to bring to that side, wow, she, she really does play both sides of the ruck. She's got the good kicking game. She's guiding the team around. She's been a great asset for the side this year.
3: Yeah, I was so lucky um, last year that I got to play with Taz at the World Cup and I was outside her and, oh uh, yeah, it's just incredible to be able to play with her. I think she is a world-class type of player, things that she can do and read on the field. It's pretty crazy for someone um, that she's still so young, but it's been good because is giving her the opportunity to play both sides of rock and um, be threatening everywhere. But in saying that, Taz wouldn't be able to do her thing if Joss wasn't um, steering the park and yelling the orders and um, just doing what she does best as well, and that's being our number seven. So they've worked really, really well together, and um, I think they're a combination that we could see stay together for a very long time.
0: Well, let's hope so. But look, these tries and the ability for your backs to score comes off the back of hard work and dominating through the middle. And look, the, the, the games that I've seen, I've seen all your games, but there's two that stand out. Obviously, the weekend where... Yeah, I, I mean, be, it's fair to say, I think once Kezi Apps went off, they kind of lost their way a bit, the Tigers. But then the other performance that stood out for me was the one against the Dragons where you just run through the middle. And it's the performance of the forwards, in particular your middles, that are really setting the platform for you also.
3: Yeah, they're doing a great job. Every single middle that takes the field is doing their role really well. And I don't think that they get enough credit for that. And Strange is really good with seeing... Um, the work that we do off the ball and I think that's something that we love as a team because yeah people might get the highlights but at the same time it's the work that's done a few plays before that um, we're really looking at and our middles have been incredible every time we're out on the field as the backs we make sure that we can do as much work for them and it's really great to see that the team's working for each other the backs will work for the forwards and the forwards will work for the backs so it's been great I think we're we're really a tight-knit group and that's definitely showing on the field.
1: I oh, couldn't agree more there. Now, Izzy, I just wanted to dive a little bit into your career personally, and I mean what a career it has been. You've golden boot winner, play for New South Wales, Australia, you've won competitions in the NRLW, uh, Central Coast Roosters as well, just a phenomenal career that you are uh, carrying. What has been your favourite moment, if you can pinpoint one out of all those accolades? It's really
3: hard. I always get asked this question, and for me, it's really tough. But um, probably winning the premiership for the Roosters was up there. Um, I'd been involved in the NRLW for a since the very start and i didn't have the greatest run within the roosters we started a bit rocky the first few years and we fought really hard in that year everyone doubted us we lost a lot of lost a lot of the first few games and then we came back to make it to the grand final and we won and um that was super special with that group of girls and i always reflect on that but for me as well being able to captain my state um was huge for me i might not have got the result but it was just something that I've wanted to tick off for a very long time. But honestly, all of them, playing, winning in the World Cup, um, getting the golden boot, they're all massive highlights to me and it's not till someone mentions it that I do realise what I've done. But I just want to keep going. I want to win this year. I want to hold that premiership as the captain and um, lead the girls to victory. So that's probably my next goal.
1: Now, um, your dad played Izzy, is, is that right, for the Manly Seagulls? Yeah, yeah. Was that your inspiration growing up or uh, you know, seeing him play? And I think your brother played there as well in the 21s. You've got two brothers. So you've probably played a lot of backyard football as you were growing yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Um, yeah, footy was a bit of a strange one for me. I didn't play when I was quite young. Um, I played a lot of other codes and um I was always around though work of our Panthers is a club that I played for on the Central Coast and my family were involved in so I was the girl there buttering the bread and being in the canteen and helping out so loved it there and I think that's where I grew my love for footy and massive footy family I just remember sitting around the TV watching State of Origin with my mom and my brothers and then always going to watch the boys so for me actually getting into it was when we started our first Central Coast team and my dad was the coach and I was like I didn't really know what to do with myself so let's give it a go and I gave it Go And um, yeah, I think once you start playing rugby league, you can't really ever look back because of the friendships and everything that you make throughout that time. But I'm really lucky with what the game has given me and um, yeah, forever grateful for that.
1: So Izzy, yes, you just touched on the relationships and the friendships uh, that you've made in your football career. There's one very special one there, your husband jake uh, who is a personal trainer and actually is the uh, strength and conditioning coach for the women's side what is that like when he's out there on the field telling you you know run harder or lift lift heavier in the gym and whatnot because i know when i train with my husband that's just it's fights galore (laughs) do not talk to me seriously don't tell me what to do so what's it like with jake
3: yeah, it was um a bit hard to start with. We kind of had to really work on relationship of having footy and then obviously when we go home, he's my husband. But it's quite funny because a lot of the times when girls sign up to the roosters, it takes them about a few months to realise that we're actually husband and wife because no one has any idea that we try to keep it really professional. But, yeah, it was a tough one to start with, but I'm very lucky. Like, he has helped me so much within my my physical side of things and and to be the best athlete I can. I remember when I started, I was very light, didn't really do much gym, all that sort of stuff, and he was a blessing in disguise for me. But, yeah, sometimes I've got to bite my tongue when we're doing the con and and try not to say anything. But, to be honest, the girls say it all for me, so I just sit back and watch it anyways. <laughs> He's on a hiding to nothing, that poor bloke.
0: <laughs> I know, seriously. <laughs> Hey, Isabel, I know another thing that you're really proud of is, is your your roots up there at the Central Coast. Uh, you know, you're a proud Central Coast rooster. Obviously, Strangey has been a big part of your career. I know Kylie Hilder as well. But what is it about the Central Coast and, and what they produce as far
3: as footballers? What's in the water up there? Because, uh, you know, we keep finding them. Yeah, there's a lot of talented players here. It's, it's pretty um, exciting for me because I've, Got to watch a lot of the young girls as well playing lately in the Pathways competition and the grassroots. And to see some of that talent coming through, it's pretty scary. So I'm really proud to be from the Central Coast. I think we've got some great systems here that can build some really great footy players and the great pathways in place. So hopefully all those people come and watch us on Sunday at our game at Central Coast. Well, it's not Central Coast Stadium anymore, is it? But um, hopefully they come and back us because, yeah, I can't wait to play in front of my hometown. I've loved some of the crowds.
0: So I watched the the Broncos game up there at um, Norse the other week. I think there was like 12,000. It's been great. it must be great to run out. even even last Saturday, there was a solid crowd, particularly for the second half. but you know for the women's game, it's great that there's to see so many bums on seats and watching you guys because it's great it's a, it's a great spectacle. I love watching you guys play
3: yeah it's been really good i feel that um our fan base is getting so big every single year and um it's really great to know that people are actually enjoying to watch us and and love what we bring to the game we've got a different style to the men everyone everyone knows that but um we play with a lot of passion and pride and i think that's something that i've always loved about the women's game is that we just love to play footy we're not so much here for all the little things but it's just footy we love to play it we love to you know do what we can do out on that field for each other but um, playing at Allianz again was so exciting just to be at home and for our fans and just the feeling of um, running out at your home stadium is really, really quite unique. So we're all really proud and honoured to be there. And I think that was and probably the leading thing for us to make sure that we made those people proud that were coming to watch us. We definitely did that.
1: Definitely. Uh, you just spoke about um, pathways and the crowd and how the games evolve so much. We've come so far even since 2018 and with the extra teams this year, which is like amazing football. Where would you like to see the women's game in like five years time?
3: Yeah, I think um, we don't want to do it too quickly and we don't want to grow the teams too quickly because we want to keep the product really strong and I think that's something that all the girls have done really well over the last few years is making sure that the product's really strong that we put out on the field but for me um, basically I've loved to see and have loved watching the young girls playing from when they're 12 years old all the way through now and I think that's something that um, is going to be really great for the next ten years because the standard of footy is just going to go through the roof. That these girls are exposed to so much more at such a young age. So hopefully, I won't be I won't be around for that long. I'll probably <laughs> just be that annoying person in the sheds that's following everyone around. Um, but I've just loved to see the girls full time and just doing this what they love hopefully we're creating a great pathway for them to make sure that they get to do that um at a professional full-time level
0: just on that i got two daughters 13 and 15 and they know exactly who you guys are and i think you're doing a great job at not only growing the game but growing the audience like my my girls would come because you know we're aligned with the roosters but they now go to watch you guys. They know they know who you are, and I think it's because of people like yourself and the, and the job that you do both on and off the field that, you know, so you should take credit for that. But I, I think it's important legacy
3: that you guys are leaving, so so well done. Thank you. Thank you. That's really nice. And that's what we want to do. A lot of the girls want to put the game in a better place to make sure that in the next 10 or so years that these girls are really excelling, and, yeah, that's the main reason why I do it. Now, Izzy, Sunday
0: afternoon, one fifty at Industry Group Stadium up there in your neck of the woods, Gossie. Still Central Coast Stadium. You can't get away from
1: it. It Used to be Blue Standalone game too, (laughs) standalone game. So that's so exciting. Taking on the
0: Eels. And uh, look, last time we met, they, they, they got us in the grand final qualifier. What do we need to do Sunday afternoon to make sure that doesn't happen again?
3: Yeah, that one still hurts. I think every time that gets brought up, I think of that plane ride home and how depressing it was. But yeah, super excited. The para, para girls got their first win. Super stoked for them last week. Um, but yeah, we've got a we've got a job to do, and we want to fix the little things that we could have been better against the West Tigers in. And um, yeah, so stoked to be playing at you know the Central Coast and having all those junior clubs coming to watch us all. I know that they're all coming around and going to come support us. So just hoping to do them proud. But Yeah, the Eels are doing really well. They've got Rachel Pearson leading the ship. She's the halfback for them. So I think our main thing will be having to shut her down. But, yeah, just super pumped that we get another game to play in the Roosters' Colours, to be honest.
1: Well, Izzy, it's been fantastic having this uh, chat with you today and good luck for the game on Sunday against the Parramatta Girls. I'm sure we'll get another win and I can't wait. I'm going to be there at the game on Sunday and I've actually heard around the town that you're going to get a fair few people there with bums on seats, which will be fantastic. But thanks so much for your time on Roosters Radio. Thanks so much for being just our captain and leading the ship the way that you are and um, good luck for the rest of the season.
3: Thanks guys. Really appreciate you having me on. Thank you.
1: Welcome back to Roosters Radio. Well, what a great interview that was with our captain Isabel Kelly, and just oh, so so well spoken, and such a passion for the game and for the Roosters, and can't wait to for their game up here on Sunday at Gosford.
0: She's an absolute superstar, not only of our club but of the game. And look, like really enjoyed having that conversation with her, and she is a a really great ambassador, not only for for women's rugby league but for rugby league in general.
1: Definitely, and just so humble. Just, uh, it was great. It was like we were sitting around the lounge just having a cup of tea and having a yarn about football. It was Hey, awesome. hey
0: Bells, you know what's really interesting, like when she talked about uh, the relationship with a, with her a husband there, mm-hmm. we've talked about it up at the captain's club, how she just looks physically stronger than, than her opposition, and, you know, she's one of the top try scorers because of the power and, and, and the speed and agility. So, funny enough that, you know, that the, the husband's there pushing her all the way. I, I dare say those trips back up the coast might be a bit quiet some some afternoons.
1: <laughs> I know she puts a lot of work in. Like, she um, she's come to Impact a couple of times to train, and she's a little bit further north than what we are here, but she's also a personal trainer herself. Yep. So, I think away from football and away from training with the Roosters, she does stacks of work on her own, um, you know, training. The power and game, right? So, the power game. Oh, definitely. In the hips and the and the glutes and, yeah, massive. So she's so strong. She's she's just a great player.
0: She sure is.
1: Now, guys, Friday night out there at Acor
0: Stadium, it's the match of the year for us. Yep. There's no two ways about it. Roosters taking on South. I mean, look. There's been pages and pages and pages written about this match. My favourite one is the the one going around at the moment where uh, the Roosters leaked the uh, oh, the, the d- so-called messages. <laughs> we're not going we're not even going to go into it. I just had to laugh when I saw that in the media. Where do they come up with that crap? But look, it's an extremely important game in the context of our season. You know, we go if we win. It doesn't mean we're guaranteed of uh, securing a, a top eight spot, but it puts us, uh, you know, in good stead with with results still at play. No Jared Wira Hargraves. Teddy returns. Uh, I know we've um, announced Joey Manu in the centres. I'll be interested to uh, see if that takes place. A mouth watering matchup, bells,
1: Patty,
2: How do you see it?
1: Oh, it's just. The rivalry again, round twenty-seven. Actually, I don't yeah, yeah it. round twenty-seven. 27 yeah. Bill's first one ever. Wow, there you go. Uh, look, obviously they're without Latrell Mitchell as well. Um, but yeah, it's just it—it it doesn't matter coming into these games where you are like I know we have to win it to be in the top eight and I know that the bunnies are kind of in a similar situation but even these games when you roll into it if they're on the bottom and we're on the top it doesn't matter like they just go out there to absolutely bash each other and they just want to win because it's that that passion and that hatred that they have for each other so game on on Friday night I can't wait for it battle of the forwards Lindsay's just going to have a great game I can feel it in my bones um and the bench again, I think they're just going to be super strong as long as we don't get out of control. Victor just um, you know, he's he, he just behave needs to yourself. <laughs> oh yeah, behave yourself. Uh, which I'm sure he will, you know. JWH isn't there, so he does have to lead from the front in that respect. But come on, the roosters. I don't know if it's gonna be a huge one. Uh I'm picking I haven't got one right all year, so maybe round twenty seven might be the round for me. Thirty-four to twenty.
0: Wow, plenty of points.
1: Now, Penny, before
0: point. I
2: throw it to you, you live mm-hmm. in Maroubra, right? So you're, you're
0: you're deep in
2: Bunny I'm, territory. I'm in enemy territory, big what, time.
0: What I will say is this: now we have this conversation ahead of these matches every year, and the banter is usually strong. You know, it's toing and froing. I'm going to be honest; I haven't seen too many text messages or or DMs come my way where the South fans are hopping in. You know, this time of year, they're usually hopping in deluxe. Um, but it's been pretty quiet south or west of Anzac Parade this time round. How's it been deep in bunny territory, Paddy?
2: Yeah, well, it's been pretty pretty similar on my end. I've only it's had aimed. a couple messages yeah. this, this week, but I was walking around the shop yesterday. I was getting a haircut, and there were a few talks of the bunnies. Uh, well, like you said, I'm in the real hub of it all. So there were a few floating heads talking around about the bunnies, and you know what? They were pretty confident, I won't lie. And they said the same thing, Bells. They said, all form goes out the window for these games, we'll get them. So they're pretty confident, but but I'm pretty confident too. Obviously, Angus Crichton steps back in the side. I'll be shocked if Joey Manu plays. I'll be very, very yeah. shocked. But um, I'm going to go Roosters, and I'm going to go Roosters to win pretty well. Yes. I mean, I, I know I say form doesn't matter, but we're coming off the back of four wins. It's a must-win game. I'm going Roosters 28, Bunnies 14. 28-14. Well, I like that, Pat.
1: Yeah. And to, just to let you know, Pat's probably been the closest every week. Yeah. I haven't already- been far off, have I? Yeah, no, you've been very good. So I like that. I'm going to get to uni bet. Look winning,
0: <laughs> look, winning form is good form. And look, players like Billy Smith, who have consistently improved over the past month, obviously getting Teddy back. We've got our, our legend in Daniel Tupu who has been consistently getting close to 200 metres. Young Sueli has been, you know, career best form the past couple of weeks. Kiri back at six. Sammy Walker at half championed up the front by the likes of Collins, Butcher, Radley. They'll lay the platform for those little men to carve them up through the back line. I'm saying Roosters in a canter. I'm saying Roosters 36,
2: South Sydney 12, each to win on Friday night, and long may it continue. Well, I love it, Silky. Absolutely love it. Now, Bells, give us your score prediction for Sunday, Arvo.
1: Oh, I can't wait for this game. Uh, Now, uh, look... How many points are we going to put on them? That's the question. <laughs> well, very, yeah, like Isabelle said, so well. they've only
2: won one game last week, yeah. old Parramatta. Yeah, they're
1: not doing too well. the Parramatta girls. Um, and I love how Isabella was so happy for them to have a win <laughs> no. last week. I was just like, wow, she's even happy for other sides. Uh, listen, I think I'm going to pick a big one, 44 to 8.
0: 44 8. I'm yeah, actually going to go bigger eight. than that, Bells. Wow. I, think, yeah. I think we'll break the 50. Yeah. Okay. I just... Unfortunately for Parramatta, I just don't see a lot of star power in their their outfit. And I think, as we've said each week, like our girls just continue to improve, particularly after the debacle down there in our nation's capital. So, you know, be that as it may, I think the Roosters, 56,
2: Parramatta, 6.
1: Wow. I reckon they're going to absolutely put them to the sword, guys. You're right. But I'm actually more interested in what Pat's going to (laughs) say.
2: I'm going to go, look, I would love the 50, but just the goal kicking. I'm not sure if, if we're going to quite hit 50 because of that. So, I'm going to go Roosters 46. Oh. <laughs> Roosters 46. <laughs> Parabat and nil. 46, bo- 46 oh. to Zilch. Wow. And it's a long drive back to Parramatta from the Central (laughs) Coast. Isn't
0: it? (laughs) Well, that's it for an entertaining episode of Roosters Radio. We want to thank our special guest, our NRLW and New South Wales captain, Isabel Kelly. You've been listening to Roosters Radio. It's all to play for Friday night out there at Acor Stadium. Be there. And as we say each and every week here on Roosters Radio, Ease to to win. Win!